That's Pro Football Talk back at it again. It is Monday. It's six o'clock, and the draft is next week, you guys. It is literally what, like, less than five days away. It's this week. Yeah, bro. It's, it's on Thursday. Away. You guys, we talked about this. We're not going to do this live, okay? Just go along with it. If I'm wrong, just if, go. Along if you, we will go along with it if you say the right things. You're embarrassing us, AJ. It's that. It's that. Uh, drink you're drinking, AJ. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've tried out this new Rockstar Zero Sugar. It's not new, but Rockstar has been a while for around for a while. And it's horrible. It's. I'm drink. I'm drinking straight syrup. That's what it is. I need to get that alpha brain. You know what I'm saying? This is a great start to the podcast. <laughs> it is an awesome start to the podcast, man. The draft is this week. You know, less than five days away. I'm super pumped up. Hope you guys are super pumped up, Nestor. Join the podcast. Welcome, as up, always. Mr. Thank you so much for joining us live. We're back at it again, you guys. Uh, guys, there's been some big talks about this draft that I'm pretty sure you guys have heard, but have our viewers heard of this? So, you know me. I've been hot on this guy named Aiden Hutchinson, you know, pass rusher from University of Michigan, Gold Blue. Um, you know, up until today... He's been forecasted or favored to be the first overall pick. That has been challenged. He is no longer favored to go number one overall. It is none other than Georgia Trayvon Walker. Okay. I mean, it's kind of weird because when you talk about Trayvon Walker, when you look back at your notes, you're like, okay, I mean, this guy's good, but, you know, Thibodeau gets to the quarterback more or, you know, um, even Johnson is a little more explosive in the line. And I get Walker. He, you know, he, he's an outstanding dude. Had a great season out there in Georgia. Uh, giant guy. And had a great uh, a combine. But are you gonna, really going to pick him over Aiden Hutchinson? I don't know, man. It's a stretch. From the talks that I hear, it's all attributes-based. Why they're putting him above Hutchinson. He's got tremendous arm length, kind of like an offensive tackle, but he plays on the defensive side. So it gives him an advantage to push off of the, the tackles and guards that he plays against. But, I mean, just like you're saying, this his stats don't show it. But, I mean, that's not really the position that he was there to play in Georgia. So I don't know why they have him as the first overall pick to possibly go, just because I don't see – the Jaguars needing a one-player fit type of guy. They need a guy who's going to be bouncing all over the line like Nick Bosa. Like, I mean, all those defensive ends and pass rushers and uh, edge rushers, like, they can play anywhere. And that's what I think they're going to go with Hutchinson. But Trayvon Walker's a fast guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of skills. But I just don't see him going number one. And I think if he does, I think that's a bad pick by the Jags. Yeah, um, 
I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Um, everyone has been predicting Aiden Hutchinson up until today when FanDuel put out um, their uh, new odds for the draft. Um, so they said they have um, Love Reed shirts. He's my fave. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. It's not a shirt. It's a jacket. Thank you, Gabriel. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. They, they, there's, there's no way they did this without having some type of information. I mean, this could potentially lose them millions of dollars. This, uh, this change up, hundreds of thousands, of probably not a million. Um, but, but would this surprise you if the Jaguars make this move? Would this really surprise you? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But you, I, I don't think he can pass up uh, Aiden Hutchinson. You can't. I mean, he's been compared to be better than the Bosa brothers. You, yep. <laughs> Not true. Okay. <laughs> no, you cannot I, I pass just, up. You I'm cannot pass up. You cannot saying. pass up on Agent Hutchinson over here. Okay. Because basically, if you do, the Jaguars already yeah. came out and said, "There's no way we're getting another first round pick." Uh, obviously, you guys just might because you guys had two first round picks back to back, and back to back. Okay. They might happen again if you don't pick Agent Hutchinson. Not only are you going to get Trayvon Walker, but you're also going to be getting a fruit basket from the Detroit Lions saying, "Thank you for making this big mistake." Now we got Aiden Hutchinson. We're not going to go QB anymore. And and yes, like I, uh, like you were saying, he is. I don't think he's better than the Bolsa Bros. Okay, there's there's no information. There's no oh anything out there to say from that the he's University of Michigan though, man. I know he's from the University of Michigan, and I love the University. Go Blue! You guys know me. I always root for them. But also, um, at the same time. I don't want I don't, I don't want to say this because you know I I don't want to bash on my dude, okay? Mm-hmm. But he will not have had a successful year without Ojabu. I'm I'm butchering that name, but the guy who lined up opposite of him uh, from the he's in the draft. He's in this year's draft. He's a great uh, uh, pass rusher, and they're just both outstanding, which they both complemented each other for him to be as successful. But at the same time, Aiden Hutchinson, I'm not just talking about his play style. I'm talking about his physical ability, his 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 uh, long arm span, his quickness, his ability to get to the quarterback uh, as fast as he can. It does resemble, you know, the Bosa brothers, the, the Watt brothers. He is, has that type of body style and that type of gameplay that could complement almost any defense. So if someone like, like the Jacksonville Jaguars were to get him, yeah, it's not the greatest organization. Yeah, it's not the greatest team. But is that a huge improvement to your defense? I believe so. I believe if they miss out on Aiden Hutchinson, they're going to regret it. They are. Whoever gets him, it it's going to be a, a win, a huge win for them. And that's why he's uh, the number one overall prospect to, to go in this draft. So you're saying he's not better than the Postal Brothers? As of right now, no, he is not. <laughs> not even close, okay? You're talking okay. about some Pro Bowl uh, bad mother dudes out there in the NFL, Okay. Those right. guys are getting paid. All right. All right. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell you, if right, if they uh, honestly, I've talked to some of the members where, where I work at. If AD Hutchinson does not go one, number one overall, uh, I'm going to make them lose a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> but oh. he has, to, honestly, it, for me, it's like kind of like a no brainer. Okay. Right now, the Jaguars, they came out two days ago and they said they have not, sorry, three days ago, have not received any offers for the number one overall pick so trading down does not seem like that is probably going to happen i'm pretty sure the date of the draft that just might happen but as of right now it is their pick 
And if they screw it up, that franchise is going to be bad for another five years. It is going to be horrible. I'm not saying Trayvon Walker is a bad pick because he's a great pick, but you got to get the best player out there. You got the number one overall pick. Yeah. From what from what I've heard, that what's being reported, everyone basically in the top ten would like to honestly trade back, but no one's willing to trade up. Uh, everyone sees everyone very much on the same level as far as the first round. Um, so yeah, there's their Jags probably would love to trade back. There's a lot of teams in the top ten that would probably love to trade back, but it's just not going to happen because nobody wants to trade up. Yeah, I mean, like like I've said the past few uh, episodes that we've had, I think it's going to be so random in this first top ten picks. Uh, I think last week I was saying like there might be almost all offensive line and some defensive players go. And then this week I'm switching back to it's going to be almost all defense and a few offensive tackles. It's just the way the week goes and how teams are saying it and how reporters are looking in on every team's positioning and how they're going to choose. Right now, we're as in the dark as everybody else is. Uh, We can have all of our theories and stuff like this. But overall, it's just going to be who's going to fall and who's going to rise who's going to shock who and who's going to mess up whose draft board. And that's why I think this week is really exciting. Uh, You may not see it in my face, but right now my senses are tingling and I'm like, who are we going to get at nine? Like who, who's going to drop to us? Who's going to steal someone that we want? It's, it's exciting. Uh, I'm not a part of the GM process over there in, in Seattle, but I'm excited to see how we either make this a great draft because we have so many picks or how we screw it up again. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, I think it's just an interesting time in the season. It's going to be an interesting draft class. Just how Reed said, everybody's kind of stable in each position. Since you look super excited. Yeah, bro, I am. I know Reed's super excited. I'm not excited. <laughs> we don't have a first-round draft pick. Aww. That's okay. Hey, that's okay. That's all right, man. Hey, I know how you can get one. How, Reed? You gotta just trade Depot away, man. You get a, you can do a nice first round pick this year. Trade Depot away. You know what's actually interesting? A rumor came out saying that the New York Jets offered the Niners a tenth overall pick. Right now, Reed, you're the GM of the Niners. Do you accept that or do you deny it? So going off of that, um, so around what Tyreek was traded for, his all the picks add up to the thirteenth overall pick. So, and I think I think the the uh, Devontae's Adams is around there also. So if you get offered the 10th overall pick, that's more than what uh, the the Chiefs oh, yeah. got for Tyreek. Um, so that's honestly not too bad, in, in my opinion. So are you accepting it? I mean, I, I, I don't know, because I'm not fr- I'm not the GM of the 49ers. I have to know how, like, unfitsable is the relationship with Debo. Is he going to... Has he has he actually threatened to set out? You do have all the cards, as you as if anybody's been listening to this podcast. AJ has very much uh, told us that the 49ers hold all the cards. The he the Debo's doesn't have a lot of leverage. Yeah, he can choose to sit out, but then he gives up so much, and this 49ers still hold onto his contract. So yes, the 49ers have all the cards, but if you just want to be done with this this uh, problem, saying Debo's not worth the trouble, all the media attention, all the locker room problems that he's going to cause. 10th overall pick is not bad. You can get a, a nicer replacement for Debo or fill in a spot 
in, in another spot of your roster. Right, right. And it's not just, you know, oh, let's get rid of the problem. It's right now, this is his his highest point uh, of his trade value. We could get the most out of him right now, even if he has a, an awesome year next year like he did this year. This is the time to do it. Um, it's just going to go downhill from, from here on out. Um, but, yeah, super excited. Uh, I had my mind on something. I was going to say something, but uh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of tough uh, if if you are the GM for the Niners because he did come out and say today that he cannot see the 49ers parting ways with Debo Samuel. Now, he did say that today. And I get it, you know, as a GM, as a head coach, you say that kind of stuff. You know, you don't reveal what you're actually thinking, what you want to do. Uh, I do know for a fact that the Niners love Debo. Uh, I do know that they're going to try everything in their power to fix that relationship uh, before they just can't. But do you think that maybe an offer comes up that is just so good, like too good to refuse? Do they take that offer or do they still try to salvage that relationship with Debo because he is that, quote-unquote, that good? Um, I, it depends how, how good good we're talking. Um, I don't know, it's hard. Uh, Gabriel says trade for a first-rounder next year. Next year's class projected to be a lot, a lot expensive and better. Um, that, that could be something they do, but I don't know. We're, we're, in, we're in a league that everyone wants to win now. Um, you, you, you don't want to do everything to satisfy your fans because your fans aren't, um, aren't as thinking as longevity or thinking as a GM should, but there's going to be a lot of people upset with nothing coming in right now. Uh, but that is a good point. I do have heard that next year draft class is a lot better. Um, but yeah, back to the original question you said, AJ, um, if there's something that you just can't refuse, like let's say you get the first overall pick, the Jags want to trade the first overall pick. That's hard to turn down. How do you turn down the first overall pick for one player? I don't know. Especially a player that's just not happy there. Imagine that. Imagine the Niners go to the first overall pick for trading Debo Samuel. That's nice. Hey. And imagine having Nick Bosa and Aiden Hudson on opposite sides of the defense. Scary with Kinlaw in the middle or what? With Kinlaw in the middle, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, you guys are getting me too excited here. But I know you guys have heard of a win-win situation. You know, like you know, it's a win-win because you don't got to pay the guy. The other guy gets a big contract. You get to build for the future. But have you guys ever heard of a win-win-win situation? Win-win-win. Win situation. <laughs> tell us more. Tell us more. All right. Last week on Thursday, I wrote to you guys. I'm putting up the receipts right here. Here's our messages, you guys. Uh, our messages is okay, guys. Call me crazy, but what if dot 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 the Panthers trade pick six, one ninety nine, and a twenty twenty three first and second round draft pick for Debo Samuel and Jimmy G. What was the what was the Say the draft picks again. Number six, 199. Why? Because it came out, it was reported today that the, the Panthers are not trading the until after the first round. 
Yeah, and also reported that the Panthers said, oh, yeah, Sam Darnold's our head, our, our starting quarterback. And he's like, oh, I should have said that. No. They yeah, are, but that's, that's the dumb coach, and this is from Ian Rappaport, a very trustful source. You're trusting Ian Rappaport over yes. the organization of the Panthers? Yes. While Ian Rappaport's talking about the organization of the Panthers? Yes. So the Panthers came out tomorrow and said, you know what, we might explore different options. Because I was just listening to NFL Network right now, and Ian Rappaport said that there still might be options available for the Panthers still in this league. And he already did count out Baker Mayfield because the Panthers want no part of Baker Mayfield. So who are they talking about? They're talking about quarterback Jimmy G. And guess what came out today? Package deal, question mark, Niners, Panthers. Can you believe that? It's a win-win, win-win. Okay. Yeah, it's a- I agree with I agree with Reed. Uh, I don't think they trade away the sixth pick this year. They could trade away a pick next year because they're they're believing in themselves right now to build a team that's going to get better. So their draft pick next year, in their mind right now, is not going to be a top ten pick uh, because they think whoever they trade for, whoever they draft, they're going to get a lot better. They're hoping to stay healthy with the players that they have, and they want to start winning again. Because there was a season where the Panthers were really good, and everybody was like, oh, Panthers are making an upcoming. And, I mean, after that season, it, it's been downhill since then, but they're looking to make a resurgence. Uh, so I agree with Reed. They trade from the second round of this year and beyond in order to secure a quarterback for the future or a wide receiver for the future. You'd, but I, I just don't see uh, them trading away a number six pick when they can get a defensive or offensive line stud uh, of the caliber that we have for this uh, draft, because don't get me wrong. There's a lot of freaks in this draft on the defensive line and the offensive line. There's a lot of attributes like arm length, hand size, even though there's been uh, small hand things for the quarterbacks, uh, his defensive line and offensive linemen are freaks of nature, man. There's, there's just stuff that we haven't seen yet. There's a, uh, 40-yard dashes that have broken records, uh, speaking mostly on Trayvon um, from Georgia. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys out here that could fall and could rise. And at the number six, you're sitting pretty to get one of those guys. Okay. So I said what I said, right? That was last week. But can that trade still possibly happen? Scratch the picks. Okay, scratch it off. Can they possibly offer something to get a package deal with Jimmy G and Debo Samuel, would that be satisfactory or appealing to the Carolina Panthers and the staff for the Panthers? Because they're on thin ice right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, if you scratch picks and we just go like players, uh, I really don't think the Panthers have anybody uh, that the Niners would want. So, I mean, it, for me, it all goes down to picks. That's, that's all the capital that the Panthers have right now. Yeah, they could trade their future away. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what fine. I'm saying. That's why they're going to trade their future. They're not going to trade these picks. It's going to be future picks that you they know, have no control of yet. You know what the, the Panthers situation kind of reminds me of? Just a little bit. It reminds me of last year's Chicago Bears. Okay? The whole staff's on very thin ice. Matt, Matt Nagy was on very thin ice last year. And they move up on the draft to get this young QB named Justin Fields. And the fans loved it. The fans were awesome. Just by making that pick, that was supposed to secure his job. Okay, and then we go to the season. 
they didn't have an old line to protect him. He was getting killed out there. They're force feeding Justin Fields, potentially ruining their future. So that pick, we all knew his job was on thin ice. He got a QB to potentially save that you know career of his, and it did not work out. And that was a rookie QB. I feel the same way towards the Panthers coach. He's on thin ice. He needs to have a somewhat successful season, maybe a winning season, which shouldn't be too difficult in that division. You get a vet QB like Jimmy G, who, yeah, not amazing, but not horrible, but you know you could have a successful season with him going on. And then add an addition like Debo Samuel, I think for me it's it will be very smart of them just to save their jobs, you know, for the next two years if they pick that up. Because if they don't, like I told Reed, like I told both of you on the group chat, that this would be the last season that they coach for the Carolina Panthers. Well, you see, AJ. Uh, when, you, when you're a head coach in the NFL, there's always more opportunities, even if you get fired. Uh, sometimes it's not just not a right fit with the organization that you're a part of at this point in time. Uh, we've seen the coaching carousels too many times already. Uh, head coaches go to another place to be a head coach, or they drop down to be a DC for a winning team or an offensive coordinator for a winning team. Uh, so the opportunities are plentiful. Uh, I don't think that... Um, I forget their coach's name right now. Is it Matt Rule? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Rule. Uh, if he gets fired here, he, he's probably going to get a job somewhere else. And if it's not in the NFL, it's going to be in one of these USFL teams somewhere else where he's still going to get paid. Uh, so right now, I think he his smartest move is to stay true to the Panthers because he's a part of the Panthers organization right now, and he's going to try to make them better for the future. So he's not going to be selfish even though his job and the GM's job are on the line, you have to stick to the organization. That's what they pay you for. That's what you're there for. If you get fired the next year, you did your job while you were there. So they can't make any complaints on you. They can't say, oh, this guy's all about himself. He's only here for the money. He's only here to secure his job, and he doesn't care about the organization. So I think that's how you have to think about it. You're getting paid all this money. That's what they want you to do. I think he should do that. And that's why I think that they're going to go with the safe pick, either defensive line or offensive tackle. In my opinion, um, for what I've especially seen today, what the 49ers organization has said, that they're not going to just give these two players away for nothing. They said they're not just going to give away Jimmy G just if, if the deal is not right. They will keep him on the team if needed. Um, same thing with Debo. If the deal is not like, amazing and something they're actually interested in, they're not going to they're not going to do it. They want to keep Debo. So for them to trade both um, Debo and Jimmy G in a package deal, what would have to be offered to them would have to be insane. Um, I just don't think that the Niners, uh, the, the Panthers are going to offer what they actually the the Panther the what the Niners would actually accept. I don't think they have the draft capital or we're willing to give up the draft capital they'll have to uh, in order to do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we just had AJ leave for uh, some unforeseen reasons, but uh, I agree with you, Reed. I think the pan- I mean, the, the Niners are smart. Uh, they're not going to get something that is beneficial to them because right now, just as the 49ers hold all the cards on the Debo stuff with either trade or signing him, uh, they hold all the cards with trading him and... Uh, jimmy g away so if the panthers are willing to do trade talks it's gonna be what do the niners have to gain we're giving you two players that have proven themselves 
If you're just going to give us draft picks, we want high draft picks that we know we're going to get some quality from. So, I mean, that just like how you always say in previous months and previous years, even when we talked NFL before we made this podcast, um, you say draft picks are not solidified. Uh, you don't know who you're going to get. You don't know who's going to fall to you. You don't even know if they're going to stay in the NFL past the year that you draft them. Uh, so trading for players that have solidified their name and their likeness here in the NFL, along with stats and tenure and prestige. Um, I think trading away players that have made a name for themselves currently is a lot more valuable than their, the picks that they could end up getting. So it would have to be a tremendous deal, in my opinion. Not something like the Russell Wilson trade, because Russell Wilson is a freak of nature compared to uh, Jimmy G, but uh, it's going to have to be high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I if we are talking about the Panthers, what they're going to do next year as far as quarterback-wise, um, I know that there's been multiple reports about the, how they're not apparently not interested in Baker, but I still see Baker as their best option at for a quarterback. They, right, right now... Baker's value is way lower than it actually should be. If we're talking a year ago when he led his team to the playoffs and they had a, a, a bottom 10 defense, his draft value is a lot higher. And now, or his trade value. And then now that since he played bad all when he was injured last year, and now everyone thinks he's way worse than I honestly think he is. I just don't see, I, I see I see someone being able to draft or trade for Baker and get a great deal for him, a great deal from that. Um, and I think that's the Panthers' best option. Now, whether they do that or not, that's up to them. I, there's been reports that they're not going to do that. But in my opinion, that's their best option. Um, you can trade a second or third round pick and probably get them. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that just how you're saying that it'd be a smart move for the Panthers, I think the Seahawks should do the same thing. Uh, I like Baker. Uh, I don't. I didn't agree with your statement about the 40 and eight thing this past season, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to do that at any rate for a quarterback, even uh, the MVP, uh, Mr. Rogers. But he he gets it done year in and year out. But he's he's totally different than Baker. I just think there's a lot of teams still out there that need a replacement quarterback or an option to have out there on the bench in case something doesn't go right. But yeah, I think, I think Baker's good. Oh, Baker over Watson, Gabriel says, uh, I, I don't know about that. Uh, both personality wise or, um, <laughs> or skill wise, but Watson is a good quarterback, but Baker is also a good quarterback. They just have different skill sets. And I mean, I would trade for Baker. Even because he he's he's seeming like he's a loyal player. He wants he wanted to play there in Cleveland his whole career. He wanted to be their guy. He wanted to lead them to the promised land because the Browns haven't done it uh, in a long, 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 long time. But um, I mean, I think Baker's a loyal guy. He does he is a little shaky here and there with his emotions. But just like any quarterback, they have uh, really big personalities. Uh, it's just uh, it's just an organization thing, whether they like that or not. Um, last thing I'll say on the Baker thing, if Aaron Rodgers decided to play somewhere else this year, yeah, there's a few other quarterbacks I would be interested in more in than Baker, but Baker would be someone I would definitely be interested in, especially now if we didn't have a quarterback. If I'm the pack, if I'm the Packers GM and I didn't have a quarterback right now, I'm either looking at Jimmy G or Baker 
And in my opinion, opinion, I'm gonna get G, I'm gonna get Baker for uh, less uh, less uh, trade value. Um, and yeah, Jimmy G might may potentially play better, but it's all about what you get for him. You know, what you trade away for him. How's <laughs> it going there, AJ? AJ, what's, what's your thoughts? Oh, I'm just running back seat, man. I like the way y'all talk. It's great. Yeah, I think you guys are awesome. I don't agree about Baker, though. Okay. I don't like him. I do agree that uh, he's probably worth a little more than uh, than uh, Jimmy G just because of his age. You know, he's still in that contract. He's a little cheaper. And uh, his play ain't that, that all that bad. It ain't. Um, mm-hmm. Very comparable to Jimmy G. I just don't like him as a person. He's kind of a distraction to me, you know? I feel like it was his fault why they lost OBJ. I don't care if his if it was his dad or, or you know OBJ's dad or not. Baker didn't do anything to defend him. And then I look back. I did a little bit of research, and I know you guys don't have to agree with me here. I look back, did some research. All his old past head coaches say, "Oh man, he's a team guy. He's great on the field. Works harder than everyone else, and wants to, to succeed." But as soon as he hits that that downfall, he loses it. He loses his wits. Everything. As soon as he heard this whole. Uh, trade for Watson he was done he was out he was mm-hmm. done on the team he quit on the team and that kind of stuff I don't like you know and I could say this and that about Jimmy G but the amount of respect I have for him for the 49ers trading their whole future away to get this young QB even though Jimmy G is taking them to the Super Bowl and him keeping his cool and taking this to the NFC championship that's a QB I would like to follow you know that's a QB I would like to lead in the locker room not a guy who's not, how would I say, mentally mature in that aspect to be a leader because you could be a talented uh, QB, and a QB is probably one of the most important positions on the field, probably is. But if you're not smart or unable to be a leader on that team, then I don't think it's worth it. Okay. That's me. As an as a athlete, I think he's incredible. I think he did a lot of great things for the Cleveland Browns. And I feel like he could do that at somewhere else. But from the reports, Panthers don't want him because he already lost that. He doesn't have that locker room there. No, uh, players are not interested in having someone like him. They'd rather ride or die. Or not, sorry. They'd rather ride with Sam Darnold or even Cam Newton. You know, it's, he's just a distraction and... Once he throws a tantrum, once something doesn't go his way, then he throws a tantrum. So he needs to fix himself before he can move on. All I'm saying. Very true. Um, the only thing I'll say on that, I think a lot of things you said are true, AJ. I, do, I definitely agree with the comparisons between him and Jimmy G on how they handled themselves. Uh, the way Jimmy G, G did it is like textbook, perfect, the way, the way you want a guy to respond to it. Uh, some a situation like that, um, but I, I kind of feel like you're you're, you're um, what's the word like overstating or I don't know what the word is of like uh, Baker's actual um, his leadership and stuff like that uh, or how he reacted to it. I I don't think it was perfect, but I don't think it's as bad as you're making it seem. Um, yeah. Uh, how is that? Or why is that? Uh, I think what Reed's trying to say is there's there's a lot of stuff that he does behind the scenes 
that we don't hear about. And once you have like one or two, maybe even three slip ups, because Baker hasn't been perfect all his career in the NFL or in college. Uh, he had that instance where uh, he was on the middle of the field. I forgot who he was playing, but he got their flag and he slammed it down on their their emblem right there at the 50 yard line. Uh, caused the big old ruckus. Uh, that's just a, the, the desire to win and be competitive. Uh, but then he came to the NFL, and now he is having all these tantrums uh, here and there. But uh, that's what reporters want everybody to see. They want to see the drama. They want to see, oh, what's wrong with this guy? Uh, well, how can we make the big headline because we're making this guy seem like he's worse than he is? And I think that has to do with a lot of players now in the NFL, and that's kind of the nature of social media along with uh, professional sports. Um it's how can we destroy these guys, uh, their name, and kind of, to lack of a better statement, spit on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so I'm, I'm not saying Baker's a, the perfect guy. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. And I know you're not either. But um, sometimes we have to see past all the the mirrors and all the smoke, you know, smoke and mirrors and stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, and I do believe he deserves another chance out there at another team, but it's hard to see that it's going to happen this year. Um, same situation with Jimmy G. I feel like it won't happen unless a playoff contending team's QB goes down with a, with a bad injury. Then those guys have to step up. Then they will get traded to a team and probably for only a year. But I do feel I would love to see Baker get another opportunity, another chance to, to be a leader at a team. Um, I just pulled up his uh, that post he put out there when this whole uh, Deshaun Watson uh, trade was like, it didn't happen yet, but the Browns were the contenders for it. I looked at it, and it's honestly not bad at all what he put out. Like The only thing in here is just how thankful he is to the fans, how much he loves the fans, how much he loves Cleveland. Never says anything about the trade. Never says anything about the organization. He just says he loves the fans, and I, whatever happens, I still love Cleveland. That's not that's not a bad statement to put out, in my opinion. Yeah, I, th I think AJ's argument is just why he put it out. You know, like yeah. he like he made it a a scene because of all that stuff, and I think that's how AJ looks at it. Because uh, I I see it the same way too. I just think like, oh, he's showing his passion. He's showing his. Uh, his love for the town and everything that they've done for him on the organization and everything. But now it's going in a different direction and he doesn't like it. So he put that statement out and it kind of brought a lot of attention to him. And, you know, when attention comes to you, when you're on a big stage like the NFL, it's not always good and it's not always bad. You get the mix of both and usually the bad will overtake the good. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not against the guy. I'm not. I really hope he still goes to the commercials from the stadium, though. <laughs> that's a big waste of money, man. I can't. That's the first thing I thought of when Deshaun uh, was traded to Cleveland. I was like, damn, those commercials. I actually enjoyed them. They yeah. they were funny. Um, but oh, man, that's a shame. But yeah, I don't think Baker. Um, I think Jimmy G has a higher chance of getting moved in this draft than Baker does. But I don't think either of those guys will be getting moved in this draft. Uh, Jimmy probably not even be night one. It'll probably be, you know, night two or three. Uh, Debo has a pretty big chance of getting moved. And I'm nervous, you know. Uh, I've never seen – I never watched a draft 
uh, that the Niners don't have a, a first round pick, but I'm watching every single pick just because I'm nervous that the Niners are going to trade someone to get there. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to be full of anxiety that day. It's, it's going to be great. I love it. But, yeah. That's what football does to us. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, before we head out, I do want to talk about one more guy. I want to see in y'all's eyes if he will be worth it uh, mid-draft, early draft, or even uh, early first round. Sorry, not draft, first round. Uh, talking about uh, Jamison Williams. Some still have him as their number one wide receiver in this draft. That's kind of that's tough because he's not going to be able to play for half a year or maybe even longer. But I'm talking about the wide receiver from Alabama. Alabama. Awesome year. Was Torres ACL championship game. Uh, but arguably probably the best wide receiver in the draft class. Healthy. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, he. it's hard. It's hard because when you're coming off an injury like that, uh, medical stuff and all the, the therapeutic uh, kind of stuff that goes into it has progressed for an ACL tear. And I, I'm pretty sure it was only an ACL that he tore. Uh, but he's he's a skinny dude. I mean, I'm not big and bulky to play in the NFL myself, but I'm just talking as a fan. Uh, I don't know if he's going to stay healthy enough once he gets the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are just as skinny as him that play in the NFL, but they're not the biggest stars. Uh, the only other guy I can think of is uh, Jefferson from the Vikings. Uh, he's a stud, but it's because of he's quick and he, he didn't come off an injury coming into the NFL. Uh, so I think he's going to be good. I think it's very risky to pick him as the number one right receiver right now in the draft, just because you're going to have to wait for him to progress. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel says I look like DK and sometimes I wish I did. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I just think it's a risk, and I, I think he's going to fall only because of that mishap of tearing his ACO at one of the biggest stages in college football. Sad, but true. Yeah. Maybe the Packers could get him. Ooh. Yeah. It all depends on how his rehab is going. I imagine any team that actually wants to draft him has got done – a lot of research on that has quite asked him on like how it's going, asked his doctors or whoever is his rehab people. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But it, it all depends on his rehab. Um, players come back just the same uh, from ACL tells some, some people never come back the same. The thing about receivers, rookie wide receivers is that they have the biggest, like the fastest upside. As soon as they get drafted, if they're good, they're good. It translates very well in the NFL. And, I mean, if you look at this past year, I mean, we talk about Jamar Chase all the time. But look at people like Justin Jefferson. Look at people like DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, all very young wide receivers and almost instant success in the NFL. Some of them have instant success. It mainly depends on the quarterback. But it's fun when you see a wide receiver get drafted. Debo Samuel was drafted in the second round. You know, DK was drafted, what, second, third round uh, back there mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because DK, yeah. So that, that's just it's just fun and exciting. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, it's like it's like a box of chocolates, right? Um, 
it's just super exciting. So I'm expecting like Jamison Williams to have a, a, a tremendous upside whenever he does get healthy. And just for uh, funsies, I, I can't say the other things I want to say, but let's say the Packers do get Jamison Williams, right? And Aaron Rodgers is going to stick it out to next year. Imagine the combination of Aaron Rodgers and a young uh talented wide receiver like Jameson Williams if he comes back 100% healthy and the, the playing like he was playing this uh, past year in the uh, college I mean that that would be amazing you know that would be great Jeez, yeah, you have another Devontae Adams right there then Should Jordan Love comes out if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back the following year Jordan Love is the next Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers you know Jeez, mm-hmm. man three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row yeah only wish right Reed? yeah Hopefully. No, I love getting traded in the draft yeah, we're <laughs> in Seattle. Uh, not bad. Hey, that's not bad. I would love to see love in Seattle. Oh, love to see love. Oh, Vince don't want him. He want no part of that. Get that boy out of here. Dude, you can honestly get love for like what? Maybe uh, anywhere between a fourth to a, a sixth? For, for, for a locket. For, okay, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about locket. No. Oh. Why are we gassing up Green Bay? Because Green Bay is supposed to get gassed, man. They're a freaking awesome team. As long as Aaron Rodgers is on that team, just like Seattle Seahawks. Well, what like used to be Seattle Seahawks. As long as Russell Wilson is there, uh, someone like Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be great. They're going to be great. And last year might not have been the greatest year for Seattle, but that's something you've never seen before. you know. And I don't see that happening with Green Bay. They're going to be great. Unless you know, the Jaguars pass up on Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> we'll see, man. The draft is gonna be crazy. It's I've said be- it, said it week in, week out. It's it's gonna shape the NFL. Even though this draft class hasn't been the most talented in some areas, I still think it's gonna shake up what's going on. Oh, this was getting gassed up himself. He says, "Can't wait for the live on Monday." Read. Nestor's uh-huh. Nestor's chiming in too. Oh, oh, oh! We're gonna prep this up. We're gonna prep this up. Israel versus Reed show. Ooh, should be fun. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have anything else? No. Nah, man. Awesome, See you guys. All. Yeah, today was a little lengthy one, but that's okay. Uh, next week should be a lot of fun. The draft is right around the corner. Reed over Israel. There you go. We got some uh, truthers over here. Ooh. But, yeah, if you guys are interested, you guys – um. Let us know if you guys want to give us your feedback about the draft and, you know, we'll work something out. Let us know if you want to be part of it. Um, But until next time, you guys, keep on grinding. Thank you all so much for being here.